Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. Green eggs and ham, ham. Spaghetti and meatballs, balls. Spaghetti and ham, ham. Meatballs, spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not on theme. Courtrooms. Courtrooms. Black artists. Black artists. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Y'all see what we're going to talk about today. What's good with y'all? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka The Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. Hey, I got the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? What did it do it then? What you waiting for? Give yourself a round of applause. <clears throat> yeah. If they watching, least they learning. I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. And good Lord, there's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Wow. Horse. Man. For my tubers, though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'ma say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there, you feel me? For my potters though, I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on Apple Podcast, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you gotta do is type in the gap. Or Kamal Johnson ENT. And bam, I'll pop right up. You feel me? Yeah. You know who else I like to thank? My sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop is going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee you, a Boucho sex appeal up by 11%. And look here. It look good on me. It's going to look good on your in between ass, okay? All right, enough with the intro. Let's hop right into it. And today we got to talk about, yes, I sung it earlier, black artists in court. <sighs> and yeah, you know where we're going with this. We got to talk all the way from the Meg, the Tory Lanez, the Gunna, Young Thug. Yeah, we got to talk about all, all that. Okay, let's first, let's start off with the Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion. We all know that. They in court because allegedly Tory Lanez shot Meg Thee Stallion in the foot. Now that we're in court for it, there's a lot of BS going on. A lot of lies going on. A lot of we don't know who did what. Uh, allegedly, Tory Lanez was having sexual relations with not only Meg Thee Stallion, but her best friend, which is named Kelsey. She, she done took the stand and said, can she uh can she plead the fourth? What? May the fourth be with you. Jesus Christ. Plead the fourth. I think she meant the fifth. But we understood what she <laughs> God damn. Good, Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah, but she's saying, like, I don't know. They had her on the stand. I guess she got jealous of Meg, and uh, Meg the Stallion is used to 
sleeping with the men that she slept with first. What? From Ben Simmons to freaking, um, what's the other dude? Damn, so much shit going on. I can't even think of the, uh, the baby. Oh my God. And Tory Lane's like, I guess they were at some kickback at Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Jenner or whatever the hell her name is. Who gives a damn? Uh, they had a kickback and Tory Lane's was flirting with her. And flirting with Kelsey and told Kelsey that yeah, I'll smash Meg Stallion too, and this and that. I guess he did arguments and then everything, everybody was drunk. And it's all clouded. So it's just like in court, it's like it just the black artists is like seeing a lot of debauchery. Bullshit. And what hurt Meg the Stallion the most? She went on these damn interviews. And the one that damned her the most was the one with Gail King. And she got on there. And Gail King was like, did you let Tory Lanez lane in your Tory? What? And she was like, what? <laughs> I, would, I, I would never, ever, ever let him have them relations with me. And then when the when court happened, it was a different tune and different story. Now it's like, bruh, now you're discrediting yourself because now you went on national TV and basically lied. Now your char character is discredited. Now anything you say, it seems like you're lying about it. That's what the jury is going to see nowadays. Yeah, man. She most definitely was embarrassed like uh, having sex with Tory Lanez, for real. I mean, listen to her music. Listen to her the type of dudes that she claimed to F with and claimed to have these relations with. They ain't the stature of Tory Lanez. Maybe the money-wise and uh, prestige, pay, maybe, and fame-wise. But other than that, body type, the way he act and all that, nah, ain't making a stallion type. At least from her music. Man. But yeah, man. She freaking... Oh my god, that was a fatal mistake. Now you don't know, like, all the court, all the all the defendant has to do, defense attorney has to do, is bring up reasonable doubt that, just doubt in the jury that, like, Tory Lanez was not the trigger man. And who knows at this point, it could have been Kelsey. We, we know a gun was shot. And we know that Meg Thee Stallion got shot in the foot. At this point, though, we don't know who the shooter was. Hell, could have been Tory Lanez and Kelsey. Could have been fighting over a gun. Gun go off. Bow! Meg Thee Stallion shot in the foot. And let's put it like this. Meg Thee Stallion, a lot of her music is women empowerment, women staying together, this and that. How wild would it have been if Meg Thee Stallion Best friend, who's a woman, shot her in the foot over a man. How would that look on her public public perception? Her career? Yeah, I know. Looks wow. Probably would have tarnished some shit. But here, this. See in the court, man. Lying, the deceitfulness. Now it's all coming to... Come to light, man. I, 
I don't know, man. It's looking like Tory Lanez is going to be like a hung jury. It's not enough evidence on Burt Bruh. Nobody's really telling the truth. Everybody lying. People want to plead the fourth or the fifth, if you know what you're talking about, man. Man, it's just sad, man. Our black artists, man. Once they get in the courtroom and they get in the court, we just look mad stupid. Black artists look mad stupid and just be lying. And it just seems like everything's faulty. And it's just like, it just makes you think, even in the music business industry, it's like, is everything full gazy? Is anything real? And that leads me into the next segment. Or the next story that I want to talk about when it comes to this. The the Young Thug Gunna incident. YSL and the racketeering and them in court. And essentially, Gunna snitched. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, he might not set out his mouth the names and stuff, but when they were reading off the things to him, is YSL a gang? And did they commit crimes and stuff? And Gunna hit him with that, yes, ma'am? Snitched. But my thing is this. Some people mad that he snitched. I could see two two sides of the coin. One, I could see why people mad and calling him a rat. Because if you talk about you about that life, you in that thug shit, and you in that gangster life, and one of the codes is you ain't supposed to snitch, and you snitching, yeah, people gonna call you rats, ratatouille. Throw cheese at your car. They gon' they gon' they gon' make yeah. They gon' talk shit. You feel me? But on the other side of things, you feel me? Most people ain't been in that situation. Hell, most of y'all probably were rat like a ratatouille too. Okay? He got a family to go home to, and if this is the way he can get home, yeah, most of y'all be snitching too. Especially you computer geek nerds. Ugh, gonna the snitch. Ugh, here, Takashi 69. First of all, Takashi 69 was throwing everybody under the bus. People that had nothing to do with nothing, he threw their ass under the bus. Gunna didn't do that. He kept it right, right in the case. Second of all, you computer nerds ain't never been in no real crime. Y'all ain't done no shit. You motherfuckers out there talking about, you should never snitch. You be the first motherfucker snitch who stole a candy bar in a store if you got caught. Jesus Christ. I don't want to hear that shit. Alright? So I see I see two sides of the coin, bruh. Another thing. It's like gonna jam Young Thug up because Young Thug ain't really been saying nothing. He been following the street code. He keeping it quiet. They're getting hit up on racketeering charges. And racketeering is specifically for like gangs or criminal organizations. Young Thug been saying that YSL is not a gang, it's a record label. Keyword, not a gang. And now Gunna said that, yes, it is a gang. That jams up Young Thug. Because now he can get hit with the racketeering, racketeering charges, with the RICO. Because now they're classified as a gang and not a record label. RICO has nothing to do with record labels. You can't do anything. Now it's a gang. That's snitching, bro. Gonna snitched. And it just shows that our black artists in court, bro, is like, the truth comes out when court happens, you feel me? But how they portray shit in their music, their artistry and stuff like that, most of them is very full gazy, man. And most of them, they 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 impress our young youth. They impressed our, our I said young youth. That's a, ha! <laughs> ah, that's the one in the same. 
They impress our they impression to our youth, bruh. And that's the thing, bro. Now you see it's like, bro, this entertainment, most of this full gazy. When they get jammed up with some real stuff, this when the truth really comes out, bruh. And it's just, bro. It makes you think, cause like when you see all these shows with court stuff or whatever, and they always tell you, actually, you probably, you probably better off collectively if you don't say nothing. Cause most time, like, they don't have the right evidence to book you on stuff. You see, most time people talk and they snitch, cause then they get talked into like, yeah, bro, you get the, you get to go home. And when people facing that time and have been in there for a minute and stuff like that, it, it it's like. That go home to them sounds like a nice pint of ice cream at midnight after you done had a smash session. Think about it. Yeah, it's like that. So with the gunner thing, he did snitch, but I see both sides of the coin. I see why he snitched, and I see why people are mad that he snitched. You feel me? The Meg the Stallion situation, I see why Meg the Stallion lied but at the same time i see why this is detrimental to her right now and i can see that tory lanes who knows did he really really shoot her i don't know we don't know it's leaning like they ain't gonna have enough evidence to say that tory lanes popped her ass in the damn foot now there's all this stuff coming out the reason why i'm bringing this up is because uh when it comes to black artists we like or many black artists, especially rappers, when it comes to music and stuff, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them portray one image, but live their life a different way. And this could be very detrimental to our youth, man. Because our youth really look up to these artists and look at them as like, you know, this is the way, this is the path for me to go. And then when you see this, when they get in court and it's like, all your lies and your deception and what you're trying to do motherfucking bites you in the ass in court. It's just very detrimental, man. It's very detrimental. Where I got this from, my sources, history, you know what I mean? Because stuff happened like this when it comes to black artists in the music industry before. Uh, You know, social medias, you feel me, media outlets. We done seen the, the stories, the cases, in this case, in these two cases. Is very prominent in the news right now when it comes to everything. And it's just like, yeah, man, black artists in court, bro. It's just a whole bunch of can of worms when it comes to this. Good Lord. Wow. All right, man. I want to know, man. I, I, I do really want to know if Meg Thee Stallion has sexual relations with Tory Lanez, bro. Because, like, it, man, bro. I like her 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 one album, bro. That's gonna put a whole nother spin on things, bro. Hey, I kind of want to hear. I that like I I I listen to Tory Lane stuff. His stuff is pretty good, but now I I really want to listen to Bruh stuff afterwards. Make the Stallion stuff after this debacle and Gunna stuff. Man, I want to hear all they stuff after this. Good lord, wow! All right, man. Enough of the black artists and court stuff. You know what segment we about to get into. Ooh-wee. We about to get into the sad segment. And uh, today, we got to complete the trilogy. Yeah, I talked about Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2. But now, I'm going to talk about Rush Hour 3 on Netflix. 
And let me tell y'all something. This movie right here, it still had a great comedy element. It still made me laugh here and there. You feel me? But this storyline was weak as hell. This was a weak ass movie. This movie sucked. Hell, I I I gotta go on Wikipedia to just even remember some of the goddamn plot lines to this. Cause this was not that good. That's probably why I didn't even want to go out to watch Rush Hour 3 when it came out. You feel me? And it came out like six six years later from Rush Hour 2. You feel me? This came out in 07. Rush Hour 2 came out in 01. This movie sucked. This was terrible. This was poo. This get the ultimate poo. Okay? Where's my poo sound? Here it goes. Starline was garbage. Weak as hell, man. But since I'm a stat teacher, let me read y'all the stats. INDB gave it a 6.2. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 17%. I can't, I can't believe I agree with my bro Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. And the people gave it 89%. Yo, what the fuck was y'all watching? You know what it was? It's because they liked the other ones. And it still had that same kind of like comedy element and stuff like that. Like the jokes, some of the jokes are still funny and stuff, but this storyline was fucking boo-boo. The direction they went in was terrible. I couldn't really remember a lot of stuff because I'm like, oh my God, this shit kind of boring. You feel me? It's an action comedy. You feel me? And I'm just like, bruh, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Rotten Tomatoes. So, so I ain't being Rotten Tomatoes, frick y'all, the, the rest of the people, man, what the Lord. f*** is y'all watching? <laughs> uh, this was directed by Brett Ratner, or Brett Ratner, you feel me? The, they, their budget was $140 million, but they box office $250 million. So they did their thing in the box office. God damn. Wow. And y'all know the cast, you feel me? They had Chris Tucker as Carter. They had Jackie Chan as Lee. Then they had a new character, Naomi Lenore. She had Genevieve. And then they had another character, which was Lee's brother. And he was, uh, he was played Kenji. Uh, and this was played by Hiroyoko Sanada. And then you had uh, Soon Young back in, but she was an adult now. You feel me? Jin Chong Zhang. And that's another thing. At some point, Chris, uh, Chris Tucker character, Carter, I was tired of them depicting him the the stereotypical black man horn dog because Sue Young was twenty and this nigga Carter was at least forty something and he all lusting over Sue Young who he helped as a little girl down way back in the day. This that was sick, bro. I I did, I was like, bro, come on, bro. Like this nigga older, bro. He shouldn't have this horn dog mentality at this age of a young girl he helped out down the line. Damn. That's all another thing. This shit <laughs> trash and was terrible. Bullshit like that, bro. It's like, bro, it's like low-hanging fruit comedy, bro. You feel me? And essentially, the plot of the story was, these motherfuckers was in France. Why they were in France? I don't the hell know. Actually, no. I'll take that back. They started in L.A. And you had Carter. He was doing traffic patrol and stuff. And he <laughs> up. He's singing. I like that part, though. He was singing, Do Me Baby by Prince. Yeah. Do me, baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he was directing the traffic and then people some women crashed and then he detained them but he was trying to get their number like damn bro i got card has a sleaze bag in this this is very 
They made him very sleazy in this one for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, man. Essentially, L.A. and then the uh, Chinese ambassador's back, you know, working with Jackie Chan. And now the triads is trying to get this, I guess, map or find this map where they could find freaking treasure and gold. Like, nigga, what? Are you serious, bro? At least the other two rush hours, their crimes are kind of like, oh, shit, okay. I understand that. Oh, that's kind of clever. You feel me? And it's like, this one was like, oh, my God, that was so booty. Just so weak. That was just so weak. What a weak crime. Weak storyline. Trash. Oh, they're trying to get a treasure. Treasure map. Wow. And this time, it they didn't, they didn't have a rich white man backing them. Is that what they're trying to tell us? Like, the when you don't have a rich white man backing you, the crime ain't elaborate. It's weak as hell. It's like, it's just... Whatever. All right. So then they went to, because they, they're saying like, oh, the person that has the map or where you find the map is in France. So they went to France and you know the whole French thing, like French women are like very promiscuous and sexual. And that's where uh, Jenna Vivi character comes in and Carter is all love struck with her and shit. And Lee still, he still butt her because he broke up with the previous chick in rush hour two which they never show her in rush hour three but previous chick he broke up with her and he's still like you know carter's like yo you need to pick yourself up come on bro and then it goes until like they go into france and stuff and then that's when he bumps into his brother and you find out that lee has a brother and his brother's crooked runs with the triads and all that shit and they're trying to find the map and sue young comes into character and only reason why Sue Young came in the character was because, like, I think they just threw her in there for nostalgia reason. Like, oh, look at Sue Young. She's an adult now. You feel me? And now that, like, she could help solve the case and she know karate. And it's like, oh, God. Okay. Whatever. Jeez. Could have left her out. Wow. Actually, no, I'm glad they left her in because Jachang Zhang, she, she is an attractive woman. God damn. They had a lot of attractive women in this in this movie. That's what they did this time. They were like, "Yo, we gonna just boost the sex appeal," and that's what they tried to do. But this movie, weak as Higgity. I'm sorry, but um, they met with Genevieve and then Carter. Genevieve start hooking up, blah blah. And then you find out her hair not real wig, but Carter. She still was hot as <laughs> with no hair. Like Carter, why do you care about the hair so much? She was hot, hot woman. She looked good as hell, and it's just like. Sleazeback car. I hate how they writ, writ up uh, Chris Tucker uh, character in this movie. It was terrible. God damn, the depiction of a black man in this in this movie, in this rush hour, was horrible. And they had all the old jokes and the head rolling. You know what I mean? It, all right, cool. But the thing was, the plot twist was basically Genevieve, the map was on her head and she was a part of the gang, I guess, at one time. And they wanted to run away from her and they weren't trying to kill her and stuff to get the map because it leads to this Yakuza treasure. And yeah, then they trying to protect her and then in, end up where Lee fought uh, his brother and shit like that and they stopped the crime and they, I guess they Yakuza didn't get the map. 
and they protect the woman. And now, I guess Carter and Genevieve are happily together. Yeah. Yeah. See how you see why I stopped so, so this was freaking weak. What a weak ass storyline. That was the plot. That was it. That was horrible. So horrendous, bro. You don't even know if they went back to LA. I think they stayed in France, bro. I think it was better for Carter to stay in France. Why would he go back to LA? To work a motherfucking traffic assistant, motherfucker? No, he gonna stay with the hot chick with the baldness and rubber ball head. Hell, they gonna find a treasure they did himself. Him and Lee. Then Lee gonna get back into New York and find his girl. Hey, yeah, bro, this was, this is was weak. This was a weak ass movie, bro. This was horrible, horrendous, man. And how can she have that map on the back of her head, bro? You ain't gonna find nothing. It ain't enough room in her head. She didn't have a big ass head. Her head wasn't hella wide. You feel me? Like this was freaking horrible, bro. Let me stop talking about this for my blood pressure. Get off. Freaking high, man. Oh, my God. Ugh. I think this upsets me the most because Rush Hour 1 and 2 are actually pretty good. And I really like those movies. And Rush Hour 3 just felt like a rush job. Jesus Christ. No pun intended. <laughs> it felt like a rush job. Oh, my God, bro. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah, bruh. What the hell, man? But yeah, man. Like I always say, I don't encourage you or deter you from watching a movie. Watch that on your own will. You might like this. I thought this was horrible. This is terrible in my eyes. Um, Once again, that was Rush Hour 3 on Netflix. <sighs> Y'all watch at your own discretion. All right. Let's get into the next segment. Oh, snap. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh-wee, it is meme, meme time, time, and I got some juicy memes for y'all. Oh, yeah. Woo! All right, so the first meme, it says, <laughs> and it got uh, it got Jordan Peele. And remember this, uh, this, the, the segment in Key and Peele when he got hella sweating? He got the water, and he's... And it reads, when I had just thought of the funniest comeback to the opposing counsel's comment, but saying it out loud, would mean prison time. Oh, oh Lord and Lord. Yeah. Say it, say it if you want. You're going to have your ass in jail. You're going to have Carter and Lee arresting your ass. Jeez. That's when you need to hold your tongue. You don't want to get hit with that. That ain't going to jail. You feel me? That wasn't the one I wanted, but it worked. This the one. Your ass in jail. <laughs> ah! All right. Got another meme. And they got RP to uh, Kobe. They got Kobe. And they got Jackie Chan. They next to each other. And it says, can't wait for rush hour four. <laughs> All shots. Ah, they should have said that. All shots, nigga. That is funny. That is hilarious. Wow. Man, bro. 
That is hilarious. That's a hilarious meme. All right, there. I got another meme, another courtroom meme, and it said it got a skunk. And the skunk is like, ah! And it reads, a skunk walks into the courtroom. The judge says, order in the court. Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord and Lord. Hey, I love the dad jokes, man. The corny dad jokes, love them. Oh, my God. This is one of the corniest dad jokes. But I love corniness, okay? I don't give a damn. Love it. Oh, my God, bruh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Order in the court. If a judge ever said that, bruh, well, how will y'all react? He, look it. You got a 20 to life sentence, right? And the judge says that goddamn joke in the court. What you doing? A, throwing a, throwing a chair at the judge. B, running up on the judge. C, you laughing. Hopefully he can give you some time off. Or D, all of the above. Y'all pick below in the comments. <laughs> oh my goodness. Enough with the memes, man. Hey, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I got the best audience in the damn world. So y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, I don't hear y'all. What you waiting for? Give yourself a round of applause. You feel me? Hey, man, if they watching, at least they learning. I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. And good Lord, there's a lot of in-betweeners out there. It's an in-between world in an in-between place. Oh, my God. Wow. Once again, this is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Amen. For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there, you feel me? For my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on iHeartRadio. What, did I forget something? I'm on Spotify, goddammit. You feel me? Yeah. Hey, man. I appreciate my damn sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee you it'll boost your sex appeal up by 23%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? Hey, man. I appreciate y'all, man. My two family, my Reddit family, my uh, social media family, my real family, my audience. All y'all, man, y'all doing it. The numbers going up. You feel me? The comments are going up. Y'all engaging with your boy. Now, some of the comments, good. Oh, y'all making fun of me hurting my feelings. Ah, psych. <laughs> Woo! Keep them coming. You feel me? Hey, but for real though, y'all doing the damn thing, man. Y'all, I greatly appreciate y'all, you feel me? I, 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 for real do. And I'm learning, I'm learning from y'all too, for real. Dead ass. This is the new channel where we learn from each other, you feel me? Yeah. 
And uh, on that on that note, y'all have a good day, good evening, good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Have a good one of it. Um, and I'm about to be out. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Boy, shit. Like artists out there, when they get in the courtroom, they be uh, telling the truth. Like, yep, yep, I lied about everything. This was a game. This was a game.